0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Money might be grown-up talk, but that doesn't mean you should leave kids out of it. Inflation is affecting every area of our lives, and kids notice more than we think. But explaining money problems can be tricky. You want your kids to learn financial literacy, but you don't want to scare them with budget worries. It's a tricky balancing act for a parent. So here to help is Greg Mercette. He's a financial planner, father, and the CEO of Busy Kid. Welcome to Reset, Greg.
1: Hey, Sasha, good to be with you.
0: Greg, why is it important to talk to kids about money?
1: My goodness, it's the one thing that they're going to have to deal with for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So we have to really do a good job early on in life to set them up for success. That's what what
0: I think. And by early on, how early are you talking?
1: (laughs) I, I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but I think five years old is like when it all starts. Really? Um, they're smart they get it they're they're you know they can they're intelligent they get this stuff so early on in life start early and they can they can pick it up
0: so tell me how you would have a conversation with a 5 year old about money
1: <laughs> okay so i would do that i would i would do that in the natural like course of your life okay you're at the store and that 5 year old wants something i i know about this i've been through this 6 times so i get it Um, They want something really, really bad, and this is a perfect opportunity to say, you know what, if you want that, then we probably need to work on, like, earning some of the money or all of the money to buy that thing. And so this is a perfect place to introduce, like, chores, doing stuff around the house, making some of their own money, and then let them make their own decisions. And you'd be surprised, um, even, even at five years old, they can start understanding, like, Wow. Do I really want to spend my own money on that (laughs) or not? Yes. And so start them early.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, some parents might try to shield their children from money problems, right? You know, no one really wants to tell their kids, hey, you know, we just don't have the money right now. And, you know, we're worried about making mortgage payments. But is that not the right approach? So
1: I think that there's a, there's a little bit of a delicate balance, like you mentioned, uh, on that. Like, you don't want to completely, like, stress your kid out, right? And, like, they're panicked and worried that, you know, you're going to be homeless. But I think the more transparent you can be in a healthy way, the better off your kid will be. Um, so imagine, you know, you're sitting on the couch and your your kid is too, and you get an email that's your electric bill or your you know, your water bill or, or some bill, I think this is a perfect opportunity to say, hey, come over here, I want you to see this, and pull it up and let them understand, like, holy smokes, it cost, you know, $400 or $300 to, to heat the house this month or whatever, mm-hmm. And then uh, and then let them help you pay it. And I think this is a great opportunity for you to be transparent with them and let them understand, like, what the real world actually is. Well, when it would, comes to money
0: that would be great letting them help you pay pay the bill
1: yeah right <laughs> um, instead of just like you know clicking on stuff on Amazon and the next thing you know it shows up and it woo-hoo, it's fun yeah like let them pay some of the real bills you know auto insurance or life insurance or boring stuff but stuff that you have to you know you have to pay every month like let them experience that and then they'll and even the mortgage like oh my goodness that's every month, yes. like, they're going to be blown away.
0: Here, here's the thing. If they're anything like my kids, and I have two, you said you've got six, right, Greg? I, I've, I've just got <laughs> yeah. two. Um, but I, speaking for my own, whether I tell them explicitly or not, they, they can tell. They can tell when we're doing okay. They can tell when it's kind of harder to make an, ends meet. But what I've yeah. noticed is that literally does not stop them from asking me <laughs> for money.
1: It's like they just <laughs> yeah, don't care. <laughs> persistent guys, aren't they? <laughs> they uh. Yes.
0: It's like, oh, I see you're struggling, but uh, can I have some money to buy this new top that I saw online?
1: Right. So, yeah their their appetite for stuff is insatiable, right? It really is. And so, this is where I think we should turn the table on them. Okay. Yeah. So next time they ask for money, I think the the best thing to do is say. Well, no, you you got your own debit card. You got your own money. Knock yourself out. Yes. If you want to buy the top, then you buy it. And and if they don't have the money, say, well, I'm sorry, but, you know, my car is dirty, and that could do some work. Uh, and uh, Or you could mow the lawn, or you could do these other things around the house I that love it. not only help me out. But get them the money so they can start making decisions on their own.
0: I love like, that. The people on them. <laughs> yeah, I, and I do. I do some form of that. But now, now I'm now you've motivated me to push it even further.
1: <laughs> but there you go.
0: Here's the thing. Let me complicate things even more. Uh, we're okay, dealing with great. inflation, Greg. So how do yeah. you explain that one? Especially when it comes to the younger kids. Like mine are teenagers, but let's go back to the five year old example.
1: Yep. Okay. I think the best. Once again, and this is not hard. Okay. This is really not that hard. When you're in the natural flow of your life, okay, next time you're driving along, you're in the minivan, you're driving that five year old to, to school or doing whatever you do, bringing him to some lesson, and you pull in for gas, like this is a perfect place, right? Hey, did you know that, you know, a year ago we were paying $3 a gallon for gas and now it's $450? Like that's inflation. When you hear that word inflation, that's what's happening. Or you're at the grocery store. Hey, we need to buy a dozen eggs, okay? Mm-hmm. And we used to buy this dozen eggs right here for two two dollars and forty cents, and now it's six bucks. It's just like, oh my goodness, that's inflation. Mm-hmm. So when you when you do it just like in the natural flow of your life, they get it because they're like pertinent examples. There's something that they're dealing with every day, and now all of a sudden they understand that inflation means prices are going up
0: yeah yeah no that's that's a great great tip so take take those opportunities that you
1: know you're just kind of flying flying along through life with your kid at your side like just start talking about that stuff and then they'll they'll start getting and then when you do say you know we don't really have money to go to Disneyland for Christmas or whatever then they'll say like well yeah it's probably because eggs cost a lot and gas costs a Mm -hmm. lot and we don't have as much money as we used to Boom, they connected the dots.
0: Showing them those real-world examples, for sure. So you're a certified financial planner, but I want to dig more into the dad side of Greg (laughs) Mursette. How how do things look in your house? Because you've done this six times, as you said, and I hear your kids are great at saving. What?
1: How? Believe it or not. Okay, so now this is not like me honking my own horn, okay? Because anybody can do this. If you just teach your kids basic fundamentals, I always say, after you teach your kids not to steal and beat people up, you need to teach them how to earn some money and okay. then manage it in a balanced way where they save a little bit of it, they share a little bit of it, and then they spend the rest. If you can keep that like very simple philosophy of saving, sharing, and spending, they're going to get it. And we've had four, almost five, leave the nest. He's a few months away from leaving the nest. Mm-hmm. All five of them have had more than ten thousand dollars saved up before they left and are like, they are they crazy are to. they
0: saving money they earned like through their own part-time jobs or
1: yeah, so this is the thing. They start by doing the chores around the house and starting to, like, earn that money, right? And I'm not like, hey, wash the car, and I'll give you 300 bucks. Like, that's not happening, okay? (laughs)
0: Okay.
1: Um, So they start by that, and then they understand, oh, man, I can save. I can actually invest some of my money. And they start getting that bug, and then they do start hustling, getting a part-time job. And then they're not earning it and burning it. Like I say, they're not just blowing it all. They're actually putting some away for the future. And when you can get a kid to start understanding that, and they feel that like inside of them, that confidence, like, dang, you know, I'm all that. I got $5,000. I got $3,000. Yeah. That really does a lot for a kid. And what it does is it makes them want to do it more. Um And especially when you talk about hey, they're investing in stock and they're doing stuff like that. Like, you know, I see a Tesla drive by, but, hey, I own some of Tesla stock. Or I own, you know, Netflix stock. I yeah. don't just watch it. Like, that's a whole different ball game. And then they think they're, you know, amazing when they have $1,000 in their stock portfolio. That yeah. changes the way a kid
0: thinks. That's pretty incredible. So we've talked a lot about what to share with our kids, Greg, but are there things that we shouldn't share? <laughs>
1: Good question. So I think there's a fine line there. I I tend to overshare because I think the more transparent we can be with our kids, the more they're going to understand reality before it comes and smacks them in the face. Um, but, you know, I'd probably draw the line on, you know, you, do you really want to tell them, like, exactly how much the household makes in a year? Probably not, because they're going to go and tell their friends. They're friend definitely and going to tell their friends.
0: Crazy, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I would probably draw the line there, but you can do it in so many other ways and mainly in the way of bills and how much things cost. I'm like, hey, we just put, you know, four new tires on the car. You know how much that costs? I'm I'm telling you, no kids out there know what a a set of tires costs for their car, Which but they would be blown away that it's $800 or or more, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so is you can share those things and those don't really expose you per se, but they Really expose them to the realities of life and what it costs, and then you know what they're going to think. Dang, there's a lot of bills. I got to start doing stuff in my life that are going to give me the ability to pay that stuff when I get older.
0: Yeah, or so we hope. Boom. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. This so is reset. If, if, if you overshare too much, and like you can like make them panic, like oh my goodness, I'm never going to make enough money in, in life. But but it's it's they're pretty resilient.
0: If you're just joining us, we're talking to financial planner Greg Merced about how to talk money with your kids, whether it's inflation, family finances or just how to save in general. Uh, Let's talk about your your business, Greg. You're the CEO of Busy Kid, and that's an app that aims to improve financial literacy among kids. So what would you define as financial literacy before we dig more into the business?
1: Yeah, so I would say that financial literacy is is understanding uh the way money works so that you can use it to your benefit. If you look at the landscape of, you know, America right now, we're the total the highest national debt ever, consumer debt is all time high, mm-hmm. student loan debt Everything is debt, 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 and everybody is, you know, and, and then you throw on that inflation. It's, it's, it's struggle city, right? There's a lot of, of, of bad news when it comes to the economy out there, but there's a lot of good lessons in there that we can help our kids understand. And so, you know, the old make, make lemonade out of lemons, I yeah. think this is a great time to do it. Uh, let's just start talking about this stuff so that they can be more literate when it comes to the financial side of the world, um, so that they can be make smarter decisions and set them up for success in the future. So that's financial literacy to me, yeah. being smart with your money.
0: How does your app work?
1: So the app is very simple, okay? It's give your kids some chores. They do the chores, or you can send them a bonus, or grandma can send them a bonus. And the money goes in, and we allocate or split up the money automatically in those three areas, saving and investing, Sharing and spending. And so literally you're teaching them uh, that balanced financial approach, not just blow it all. Every time they earn money, boom, it comes into the system and and moves into those three buckets. And they can invest in real stock in the save invest area. They can give to charities in the share and they can spend money on their own Visa card in the spend.
0: So some folks listening to us might be thinking, Greg, you know, why are we tying chores to money? Like, Shouldn't kids just be doing that, doing things around the house, helping out? They're contributing to the mess. Shouldn't they clean it up? <laughs> and, that, yes. and this is, this I, is what I, I say that. to mine there's, at there's home. Definitely,
1: <laughs> there's, there's like this philosophical divide out there a little bit, right? Well, I'm not paying them for chores. They should just do that because they live in this house and I pay for it and all of that. And I totally get that. And I understand that. Um, I think... There are some things you should, you should you know, incentivize them with money, and there's some things that should be done just because there's an expectation to get stuff done and clean up their own mess. So, but if you think about it, if they're 11 years old, how are they going to get any money else, you know, otherwise? They can't go get a real job, per se. So this is, your home is like the perfect little ecosystem to teach them about this stuff, but they got to get it. I would personally rather let them earn it then just give it to them because I think, you know, it's it's just, it really kind of undermines the rest of their life mm-hmm. because I don't know, there are not very many people I know just get money given to them. They have got to earn it.
0: So do you think that's and so, in a way creating a transactional relationship with our kids?
1: Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, and I think that's okay because that's really what reality is based on in the real world. Um, you know, you go to work, it's a transaction, you do some work and you get some money. Um, But once again, you don't want your entire relationship with your kid to be transactional, right? So there's a a fine line there. But I think if there's kind of like, okay, you do this stuff just because you live here and there's this extra above and beyond stuff that you can earn money, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Because this is what they need to do is understand the connection between work and money because there is a connection there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fair. I, I try to have those conversations yeah. as well so that they understand, like, when I put my clothes on and I get dressed and I leave the house, This is, I'm doing this thing, and, and see these lights that are on and see these this food in the fridge? Like, that's how I get that, <laughs> you know? And so they, they get the concept. <laughs> exactly. uh, before I let you go, Greg, what do you suggest for parents listening who want to improve their own financial literacy?
1: I say make it like a team effort, Okay get with your kids and say, listen, guys, I wish I was better at this. Um, You know, I work hard and we earn money, but I wish I was better at this. I want you guys to be better at this. Let's just work together. And so I'm going to, you know, and and I would say use technology to do it. Of course, I would say that because busy kid is like technology, right? I think the old school stuff like piggy banks, envelopes, jars, and all that stuff, that might've been good back in the day when we actually carried around a bunch of cash and coins, but that's We don't do that anymore. So throw all that stuff away. Use technology, which they like and they're good at uh, naturally, and make this a team effort. And next thing you know, everybody's going to be making better decisions. Your kids are going to be telling you, hey, Mom, do we really need to go out and waste our money at dinner tonight? (laughs) And you think, (laughs) who is that kid?
0: Yeah, gotcha. Greg Mercet is a financial planner and the CEO of Busy Kid. Thank you so much for the tips, Greg.
1: Hey, thanks, Sasha.